Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of leukocytoclastic vasculitis found under the rheumatology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old woman presents to her dermatologist's office for a rash on both of her shins. She reports that this rash started a day ago and that her legs ache also. She has had low-grade fevers and some recent weight loss. Her past medical history includes diabetes, hypertension, and systemic lupus erythematosus, which was diagnosed a year ago but has not had a flare in over six months. On physical exam, she has bilateral symmetric non-blanching palpable purpura. Several lesions on her right shin have coalesced into violaceous plaques. She has started on steroids. Let's continue with an introduction to leukocytoclastic vasculitis. Clinically, it is defined as an inflammatory small vessel vasculitis that affects the skin in the cutaneous subtype or other organs in the systemic subtype. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that the cutaneous subtype is more common than the systemic subtype, and demographically, it affects females more often than males, and the specific location that it tends to affect is the skin. In terms of the etiology, it may be idiopathic in 50% of cases or it may be due to autoimmune disease in 15-20% to of cases. Other causes include drugs such as levamisole-tainted cocaine, infections such as group A streptococcus, hepatitis B, or hepatitis C, or malignancy. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is immune complex deposition in small vessels that causes complement activation. This releases neutrophils and vasoactive amines, which causes inflammation, vessel destruction, and extravasation of red blood cells, and the violaceous purpura is caused by this extravasation of red blood cells. Conditions that are associated include Hanak-Shunlein purpura, which occurs in children. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms will include a rash, which occurs 7-10 to 10 days after infection, exposure to a medication, or 6 or more months after onset of autoimmune disease. It occurs on dependent areas of the body, such as the lower extremities, and it may burn, be painful, or be pruritic. Other systemic symptoms include fever, weight loss, fatigue, myalgias, and abdominal pain. On exam, one may note a symmetric, non-blanching, violaceous palpable purpura. This may be 1 to 3 millimeters in size, and the lesions may coalesce and lead to plaques, nodules, and necrosis. Also remember that it occurs on lower extremities and areas of pressure or trauma, such as sock lines and under compression devices. In terms of other studies, labs should be obtained in cases in which the cause is unknown, and patients often undergo autoimmune workup, which includes anti-nuclear antibodies, rheumatoid factor, anti-neutrophil cytoplasmic antibodies, cryoglobulins, complement levels, and hepatitis serologies. One can also perform a skin biopsy of fresh lesions. This means that they are only 24 to 48 hours old. On histology, one may note leukocytoclasis, which describes neutrophilic infiltrates, along with granulocytic debris, fibrinoid necrosis of vessel walls, endothelial swelling, and extravasation of red blood cells. One can also perform direct immunofluorescence, which helps to narrow down the differential diagnosis. The immune complex deposition in small vessel walls will differ depending on the disease. One will note immunoglobulin A, which suggests Hinox-Shunlein purpura. If one sees IgM, this may suggest cryoglobulinemia. C3 or IgG suggest systemic lupus erythematosus, while negative results may suggest posse-immune vasculitides, such as ANCA vasculitis. In terms of the differential, 
Make sure to think about polyarteritis nodosa, with distinguishing factors being that it is a medium vessel vasculitis that presents with more subcutaneous nodules, levito reticularis, retiform purpura, and significant ulcers. And when making the diagnosis, remember that it is based on clinical presentation and laboratory studies. In terms of treatment, medical options include topical corticosteroids. This is indicated for mild disease or a single episode. Systemic corticosteroids are indicated for severe or recurrent disease. And colchicine or dapsone are indicated for patients who cannot receive corticosteroids or if the disease recurs after steroid taper. Complications related to leukocytoclastic vasculitis include the involvement of internal organs. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that recurrence occurs in up to 10% of patients. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to leukocytoclastic vasculitis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 43-year-old man is asked to be seen in the hospital for a worsening rash. He was admitted to the hospital three days ago after a fall. His blood alcohol level at that time was 0.16%. Two days ago, he noticed a rash forming on his legs. Since then, the rash has worsened. He denies pain or bleeding, but endorses mild pruritus. His medical history is significant for alcohol abuse, intravenous drug use, and hepatitis C. He does not take any medications. The patient's temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 130 over 74, pulse is 90 beats per minute, and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. On physical exam, there is an abrasion on his right elbow and his right hip. There is no drainage or fluctuance. He has one plus pitting edema on his bilateral lower extremities. The patient's right leg demonstrates dark red and violaceous papules that have coalesced into plaques. This is nearly identical to his left leg. There are also a few scattered violaceous papules on his buttocks. The appearance of the rash does not change with palpation. A skin biopsy is obtained, which reveals neutrophils perivascularly and within the vessel walls, along with edema and fibrinoid necrosis. Immunofluorescence shows deposition of fibrinogen, C3, IgG, and IgM within the vessel walls. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Cellulitis Choice 2. Henoch-Schönlein purpura Choice 3. Leukocytoclastic vasculitis. Choice 4. Sweet syndrome. Or choice 5. Venous stasis. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Leukocytoclastic vasculitis. The patient presents with a non-blanching violaceous papules and plaques on his bilateral lower extremities that show neutrophils, fibrinogen, and immune complexes on skin biopsy. This is consistent with leukocytoclastic vasculitis. Leukocytoclastic vasculitis is an inflammatory disorder of the small vessels of the skin caused by immune complex deposition. It may be idiopathic or associated with drugs or medications, as well as infections such as hepatitis, autoimmune disease, or malignancy. The lesions present as non-blanching, 1-3 mm large, dark red, violaceous papules that cluster and coalesce into plaques. They are most often distributed symmetrically on the lower extremities or buttocks. Histologically, neutrophils can be seen perivascularly and in the interstitium of the vessel wall. There may also be edema from endothelial damage and fibrinoid necrosis. Immunofluorescence confirms vascular damage with deposition of fibrinogen, C3, 
IgG, and IgM in the vessel walls. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Cellulitis presents as a poorly demarcated area of blanchable erythema that is warm and tender to palpation. The patient may also have signs of infection like fever and tachycardia. Choice 2. Hanox shunline purpura, or HSP, presents as palpable, non-tender purpura, usually on the buttocks and lower extremities. HSP most often occurs in children under the age of 10. Other symptoms may include arthralgias, abdominal pain, hematuria, fever, and malaise. It appears similar to leukocytoclastic vasculitis histologically, but IgA deposition on immunofluorescence would be seen. Choice 4. Sweet syndrome or acute febrile neutrophilic dermatosis presents with fever and skin lesions that are characteristically tender or painful. The limbs and neck are most commonly affected, but mucosa can also be involved. The lesions have various gross appearances, but histologically would have papillary dermal edema and diffuse neutrophilic infiltrate, usually without fibrinoid necrosis. Choice 5. Venous stasis results from chronic lower leg edema. This causes erythema and eventual dark purple or brown hyperpigmentation. This patient's symptoms occurred acutely. Finally, a bullet summary. Leukocytoclastic vasculitis presents with non-blanching, 1-3 mm violaceous papules that cluster or coalesce into plaques. That's all for this review about leukocytoclastic vasculitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.